Welcome to Great Heart's Table. One of the goals we have here is to take pressure off pastors to perform. We want pastors to feel free to love their people and use the gifts they have for God and His kingdom without the unrealistic expectations that have encrusted ministry and made it often impossible for most of us. As such, we don't want to add responsibility to an already overcrowded set of expectations. But what if there were something we could add that in the long run would make the whole more doable? That would be something worth doing, and so this episode is titled, Run, Pastor, Run. Oh, my favorite people are broken Believe me, I Life for the pastor of a small church is, for some, a life lived on the edge of despair, especially around budget time. God seems to think it best for my soul to keep me always guessing and always wondering whether the budget will be met and whether we'll be able to continue to function as we have in the past. Rarely do I get the joy of wondering what to do with the surplus. It can often feel like we are but a family or two away from oblivion. It's madness. And I was feeling this despair Monday morning as I sludged off to run. I ordinarily run three miles, three days each week, but I've been training to run a half marathon and so was facing five tedious miles. My dermatologist, upon hearing I was preparing for a half marathon, suggested that this itself might be madness. But my route on Monday was a quiet, infrequently traveled road through scattered houses and horse farms. Though I run with my phone for tracking and emergency purposes and my watch to monitor my heart rate, I run with nothing in my ears. I listen to no audiobook, no podcast, and no music. Running three miles, therefore, gives my brain an uninterrupted 30 minutes with an open mic and an attentive audience. With my device's notifications disabled, my thoughts can't be hijacked. My mind roams freely. So during a run, I'm free to think about simple things like what we might eat for dinner or to dream fantastical visions of what the future might hold. While running, pastoral conundrums have been solved, writing projects clarified, and entire sermons rewritten. Many of the wonderful ideas that have randomly presented themselves are unrealistic, but that's okay because some have changed the trajectory of my life. I don't think I'm the first to discover these benefits. In an edition of the letters of Samuel Rutherford, there is a sketch of a wooded trail that is captioned Rutherford's Walk. This is the path near Anwath, Scotland, along which during the 1630s this Puritan pastor was known to walk and to pray. I like to think that I run now for reasons similar to those motivating Pastor Rutherford to walk then. Pastoral work is largely sedentary and is never finished. The tasks run one against the other and the clock ticks, all creating a weight that can overwhelm our creative resources. Since my parents both died of heart disease, I began running for the cardiovascular benefits. And as one given to depression, I've continued running for the documented impact on mental health. But it's this release of suppressed creativity that makes me hope I never have to stop. In the entertaining movie Men in Black 3, 
Two men tasked with tracking down aliens face a seemingly insurmountable problem. Addressing that problem from all reasonable angles has not gotten Agent K and his frantic partner, Agent J, any closer to a solution. So Agent K suggests seemingly randomly that they go to a diner and get some pie. To defend this mad idea, he quotes his grandfather who said, If you got a problem you can't solve, it helps to get out of your head. For his granddaddy, that meant eating some pie. Running is my pie. Now, running may not be your thing. Perhaps you walk, maybe you bike or swim. But pastors need something to get us up out of our chairs, out of our heads, and into the fresh air. We need space away from our devices where we're free to think. Outdoors is best, according to psychologist and author Adam Alter. To get outside without our devices takes us to a simple and free place that has been a frequent retreat of our ancestors. It's mentally cleansing, he suggests. As I was running my first half marathon a year ago, my daughter Jerusha filmed me at mile five and posted it on a family chat. My Maryland daughter, Hannah, showed the video to my then four-year-old grandson, Jackson, who said, Is that Grandpa? Why is he running? Uh, To this, Hannah replied, Why, indeed. So the best answer I can give to all who raise this question is at the end of my run Monday, I was no longer in despair. Perhaps it was the dopamine, but as well, the pie had done its work. I began to see some possibility for hope. The dreaded budget meeting had lost some of its dread. I returned to work with less despair. It's madness to be the pastor of a small church. It's probably madness to pastor a larger church. It's certainly madness that I run. And yet, I invite you to see it all through the eyes of Shakespeare's Polonius that though this be madness, yet there is method in it. Great Hearts Table is published on the first, second, and fourth Mondays of each month in both audio and print format. I hope you will email me with comments and questions so that I can better know you, and I hope you'll subscribe and encourage others to do so. Thanks for joining us at Great Hearts Table. I am Randy Greenwald, pastor of Covenant Presbyterian Church in Oviedo, Florida. Just shy of breaking down, there's a bend in the road that I have found called home. Take a left of loneliness There's a place to find forgiveness Called home